well we're back it's me shay with shay's pretty skinny and we're taking a look at young famous and african my daughter made me laugh because she's like mom we have an incredibly large amount of uh, movies from nollywood but i guess i didn't really notice that i'm just not getting back into netflix and this reality series just really caught my eye like i said I originally came for the fashion, but decided to stay for the tea. I mean, and usually they say ladies first, but I think in this instance, um, I like to start with the men. Because when the episode opens up, episode number two, it opens up with Diamond, right? Who's like the mega superstar of East Africa. And I'm not really into braids or whatever, but in this case, his look, he has like these two little balls, these buns or whatever you want to call them on the top of his head. And I don't know if he's giving me Mickey Mouse or Care Bear, but it's just something about the look that I cannot get into. And then the next scene that he pops into, like his first little fit, I'm kind of feeling it, but then he pops into um with the pearls and his chest wide open spread okay he got his little button down shirt or whatever and i don't know why but it's just giving me prints okay i don't even know why but anyway what i really loved about the men there was a little scene um where they're at the golf course or whatnot and you know and delay oh my gosh whatever he steps out and he is looking like money but for the first time in this scene I start feeling like maybe he is you know a little bit of a player um it's real genuine how they start discussing the women and being in love like they're having a full range conversation not just trying to be players or whatever um I hate to compare them to this one show but I watched an American show and they'd always be talking about a creep squad and all this. So it was just kind of refreshing to see them actually talking about love um, as well as talking about being a cheater, taking responsibility for that. Diamond's definitely talking about the woman that he cheated on and in the same breath talking about getting into Nadia's pants, okay? Um, and Nadia is the rapper of the group, but we'll get to the ladies in a minute. And then, of course, there's DJ Naked, okay? I... From the very beginning, um, in the first episode, they kind of introduced him with his girlfriend, and I forgot her name right now, but they introduced her, introduced him with the girlfriend, and the way he approaches saying that he, he's thinking that she looks beautiful, like, oh, this is the last time I've seen you wet, or this has been a long time since I've seen you this wet, and she's, like, in the pool or whatever, right off, you know that this guy is not a romantic guy, he's, like, a hitted booty call type of dude, seems like, anyway, that's how he comes off, and when he's talking about cheating, he talks about, you know, the only problem is this person getting caught or whatever, because Diamond cheated on his baby mama, and it looks like, or it seems like they were, like, in this really beautiful relationship or something. They saw some clips of them, and they're, like, coordinated with their outfits and everything. And um, one thing about Andale, like, he's like, well, every time I've cheated, it's been my fault. So it was nice to see him taking responsibility, but I tell you, I could not picture this man cheating. In my eyes, he is just a beautiful golden treat, okay, that is so faithful and so well put together so it was really hard really hard for me to hear that from him Ugh, it bothered me but going back to diamond who we're gonna call care bear because of his little buns on the top so care bear 
really has me um I'm not perplexed by him, more perplexed by the person who's going out with him because he calls Nadia to ask her to go car shopping or whatever, which is interesting to me because allegedly she has a man. And if she has a man, then why in the world is she going somewhere with this man, right? Because obviously he's only inviting you out for some courtship. But in there, you find out she's in the scene with the ladies and she's really just trying to take advantage of the moment of him digging on her. And so she wants to make a business move. Is this right or is this wrong? I really don't even know because for me, it's like you're kind of flirting with him or dangling in a carrot when really you have no intention of being in a relationship with this man. But does he actually have the intention of being in a relationship? I don't think so. I think he's just, again, trying to get a booty call. He's trying to get a booty call and she's trying to boost her career. How that's going to work, I'm not really sure. Not really sure. Because at the same time while she's saying it, they end up being at one of Diamond's parties, right? He has a party and he invites everyone to the party to celebrate um, a milestone in his career, But he also invites his ex, which sometimes I think Connie is being messy, right? And I'll talk about her in a minute because that's the one who has, you know, she's been branded the bad mother by Annie. But sometimes I think Connie's being messy because she's just like originally inviting Diamond and Nadia into this courtship. Like, oh, I think you guys would be great together. And then... um, When she goes to see Zari, who is Diamond's ex, she says, I'm going to see Nadia's competition. So it's like she likes the whole little um, back and forth between everybody. So I don't know if she's like a shit stirrer or what's going on there. I'm pretty sure that story will unfold. But even though Nadia is saying, oh, I just want to do business with him, is what she tells the girls while they're out shopping in the episode. When they get to his party and Zari shows up, she has a sourpuss face, okay? She is looking like somebody came and stole all her candy. Then she turns around and is like, oh, I don't want to deal with him. I just want to have my man. But was she really saying it because she was intimidated by Zari? Because, I mean, Zari walking in the room sucked all the air out of this balloon, okay? all of it everybody was mesmerized by her every woman in the room had all eyes on Zari when she walked in and she was just really um I would say modestly like she was very beautiful even the white was coming off very goddess-like so she came with the white and the gold looked like she just stepped out of a scene okay um the way she was flowing around she brought him a gift and you could just tell the energy between she and diamond is very strong so they definitely have a love for each other that goes beyond just being lustful or being erotic like she definitely cares for him and i think he definitely cares for her especially by the conversation that he had with the guys when they were out on the golf course but i'm really confused by nadia's energy because she's like oh he invited her here and i told him that i was in a relationship so i don't know why she's all in her panties about zari being at the party because according to her she's not feeling him like that she's not interested in him she's just trying to do some business so i don't see like why she should be upset about zari being invited to the party but anyway the real tea is when they're at the party and Annie's husband calls, right? And she's introducing him to everybody at the table. I mean, she's just being her regular emotional self because 
Annie's very much in touch with her emotions, and I think that's a good thing, but sometimes it's quite annoying. Like, when, when she's challenging Connie about her parenting skills, like, she has the room to talk because both of them are making sacrifices with their kids to do their professional pursuits. So even though she may not agree with or she wouldn't leave her kids, you know, in an apartment next to her or whatnot, she's still not with her kids. So it behooves me how she could be so judgmental with Connie about the situation and how she's parenting her child when kind of in the same respect, you're doing the same thing, just in a different manner. So she feels like, oh, I left my mom, who is a loving, caring person with my kids, so somebody's with them. But at the end of the day, you're not with them. So I don't think that she has the place to even check anybody about how they're raising their kids. Like, it's so not your business. And so I'm really glad that um, her friend came and was like, you know, everybody's raising their kids differently. Like, he put her in her place, the diva. He put her in her place, and I was really glad about that. And he did it in a very loving way, because I think between she and Connie, it's not going to come off as loving, because they're not close friends like that. So they're just meeting. So each person is in their feelings about whatever. Although I think Connie, not that she doesn't have any feelings, but she definitely does not wear them on her sleeve, okay? Does not wear them on her sleeve. So anyway, let's get back to the party. When they're all at the party and Annie is passing her phone around to say hello to everyone, there's a moment when she says, you know, to her husband, she gets the phone back because he wanted to speak to Zari, right? Obviously, she has this energy that is just so overwhelming. Um, It kind of like stands out in the room. Even when Zari goes to lunch or like some kind of dinner with Connie, she goes to meet her separately after she met with Annie. And she tells her, she's like, I don't know what is going on with you, but you, she says, she lingers is what she says, right? She's just like, the men, once you have the men, they really just can't let go of you. So, you know, <laughs> Zari's coming with that sauce, okay? So... The phone goes around, and apparently Tubaba, who's Annie's husband, she obviously knows, well, he knows, and she knows they know each other from somewhere. They don't really say how they know each other, so either they're, like, friends, or maybe they work together, because they both seem to be in the business somehow, so maybe they worked together before, maybe they're from the same place, I'm not really sure, but you could tell, like, they've met each other before. He sends a text message, and he's like, um, tell Zari, the boss lady, that I said hello. That's what they call her, the boss lady. That's, that's like her tag name as far, I guess, as, you know, being famous goes. So she tells her husband, and he says, I didn't even know that you knew her. And then all of a sudden, Zari comes up with this whole manifestation of she's questioning how I know her husband. Like, first of all, you were all up in that conversation. I get it. But she was talking to her husband. She didn't even say anything to her. So I was just, I don't know. It was off-putting for her to have that type of response and attitude. And then even though at the party... um, 
Connie kind of pulled her into a conversation about what happened with her and Diamond and how they broke up and everything like that. And then Diamond walks up and he wants to speak with her alone. And she completely takes that moment at his party and celebration to kind of lighten to him about, you know, how he messed up in the relationship, how he embarrassed her and all those things. And even though I think that's a conversation that should have been had, I'm not sure if it was never had before. And this is the first time it's being had. But I don't know. I just don't know if it was the the right setting for it to be had. But I do understand. Either way, though, both of them are lying about how they feel about each other. I think Diamond just still wants to slay a few dragons. And he knows that Zari's serious about being in a relationship. So he doesn't want to tread in those waters and then mess up again. Because he knows, again, that he just wants to slay a few dragons. And Nadi is on that list, definitely. I don't think he wants to marry her. I don't think he wants to make her his girl. That's why he does not care that she's in a relationship. He, boom, he's just trying to lay that down in the bed and conquer. Like he said, he a lion. He trying to pounce on some people. <laughs> and Zari is not that type of lady. She's the wifing type. So you become correct or you don't come at all. And he knows that about her. So he's deciding I'm not going to come at all. And so, I mean, that's like really hard to accept because I think that Zari, from the conversation that she had with him, she really wants to be with Diamond and be in this relationship and be that lady. Like she said, you know, she would die for him. She would take a bullet for him. She was ignoring all the things that was going on in order to maintain her family image, in order, you know, to have that bond with him and the children. But when he had another child, then that's when she had to decide, am I going to be embarrassed? Because, you know, now there's proof that he's, de- he's definitely doing this. I can't live in this world of denial anymore. So what am I going to do? Am I going to defend me or am I going to look like a fool? You know, and he was definitely making her look like the fool. And I don't think any woman wants to look like a fool. Not at all. You know what I mean? Well, maybe there's a few out there because people talk about Rashida and Kirk. But anyway, she ain't having it. Okay, but I think the attitude that she took with Annie's husband was just her doing a little too much. Like already everybody respects her energy and who she is and the aura that she carries with her. So I don't know. I don't know what I think about her at this time. Like, I don't know. That little part kind of made me think like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know what kind of person she might be a little messy. And then let's take it back to Annie and Connie because they do actually have um, a head-on conversation about motherhood and who's a good mom, who's not a good mom. I think the cringy part in this episode for me was when um, Connie went to her daughter's apartment and they're talking and she asked her daughter, is she a good mom? And it kind of took her daughter like a long time to answer that question. I think maybe she was just trying to figure out how to express the fact that it's non-traditional. Maybe there are some things she wants from her mom because at the end of the day, she's only 15 years old. You know what I mean? So she's just kind of like exploring the world herself and um, also dealing with her mom being this person who maybe parents different from other people. But one point that she definitely makes, that's a good point, is that she says, you know, if you have a child, you have every right to choose how you're going to raise them. And I think to a point that's very true. If you're not neglecting your children, you know, their needs are taken care of. People are very creative about how they're going to meet their career needs and how they're going to meet their family needs. And in this case, I think it's a point to be made that Connie is still a single mom. Like she does have a boyfriend, 
Um, and that's brought out a little bit too when um, Annie has a conversation when they go for uh, helicopter riding or whatever. But And that's a whole nother story. But I think it's important that that be um, said as well because just having this relationship with this guy, it is a way to um, not have this man around her child as well. You know, but a part of it did seem like a little bit cold because when she does the interview, she's just like, I'm not a kangaroo. I don't have a pouch. And I get what she's saying because she's saying I can't be around her all of the time. And so it's just um, a different setup, I guess. So I'm kind of interested to see if they highlight that relationship more um, as the series goes along. But the daughter doesn't seem to be having too much trouble with it and um it looks like connie is still finding herself i would say um i definitely don't think that she wants any more children there hasn't really been conversation about that but i don't see her having more children i see her having a child and keeping the child and doing the best that she can um but one thing that also was key is she says i'm giving her the mother that i wish i had right which could be good or it could be bad for her daughter because who knows if that's the mother that her daughter needs, you know? And how does a 15-year-old express those things? Because I think she's still trying to be very respectful with her mom. She loves her mom. She doesn't want to hurt her mom. And so she's just kind of like trying out this arrangement as well. But again, like I said, it would be interesting to see how this goes. I think Annie's totally in the wrong, though, for trying to condemn Connie for how she's parenting, especially since she really has no room to talk. Um, She is a person that is super emotional, um, super opinionated, because in the first episode, she had all kinds of problems with the food as if the world revolves around her and her ideals. It's kind of how I get Annie to be like, I love that she's connected to her emotion and that she's connected to people and she's not afraid to share her feelings. But at the same time, I think she bleeds her feelings all over everybody else and becomes so opinionated that it's annoying. Um, She's not really open to how other people are living and in some way becomes this person who's doing everything right and and has taken this position of, okay, you're this you're doing this wrong. This is not how this should be. And really, it's not her world. It's only her world when she's in her domain. But when she comes out with other people, I think she has to realize it's not her world. So everything's not going to go her way. And everything is not right, according to Annie. So that's going to be very interesting. I see her get into some arguments with a few people. If that's going to continue to be her attitude. Um, At the end of the day, though, I think it's like a really good mix of all the individuals. Now, one of my downsides, it hurt me so much because Andale is in love with Zari. Like, if you see him at the party when she walks in, he is mesmerized and he's staring at her. So I'm concerned that maybe something is going to happen there. I don't know if they go way back or something like that because everybody seems to know about Diamond and Zari. And I know that Diamond and Andale are like really good friends. So I don't know what's going on there. I also got some suspicions about Annie, you know, her friend and Tubaba. Like, is Tubaba and her friend really good friends? I don't know. But anyway, it's too early to tell because it's only episode number two but already it's heating up so i can't wait to see what this egg on the face is for nadia and i'm thinking that she's gonna try to take a moment to try to check 
um, Diamond about Zari being at the party, but really she doesn't have a right to do that because she has a whole man. So she can't really be mad about anything at all. If anything, she needed to decide whether she's gonna smash her past, period, okay? That's all that needs to happen right there. But anyway, don't forget to tune in for episode number three and let's see what really happens because I think some shit is really about to hit the fan.